0: YW News Radio Original Podcasts Rates of anxiety, depression and suicidal thoughts have been at alarmingly high levels since the beginning of the pandemic. Mental Health America, a community-based nonprofit that works to promote the mental health of everyone while helping those dealing with mental illness, analyzed data recently from the millions of people who took a mental health screening in 2022 using the Mental Health America online screening program our youth in particular, are really, really
1: struggling. All this youth who took a screen for depression, about half of them are telling us that they are frequently thinking about suicide.
0: Schroeder Stribling is the president and CEO of Mental Health America. She says that while in recent years there have been many advancements in mental health awareness, access to resources is still lacking. There are lots of reasons for difficulty with access.
1: Some of them have to do with insurance and insurance coverage. And if you're in
0: crisis, then accessing help has also been difficult, especially during these years. I'm Matt Leon, and today on KYW News Radio In Depth, we talk about how the pandemic affected mental health, some of the key findings from that screening data, and some resources available for those struggling. Do you feel like we have a handle yet on the impact on our collective mental health from the pandemic yet? Or are we still trying to understand kind of the ripple effects and the impact it's had on all of us?
1: It's an excellent question. And I think not only are we still trying to cope with it, but we're still trying to understand it. I think there has been an enormous impact on our collective mental health and well-being. For some, the past few years have been traumatic. For others, they have been more mildly deteriorating to our mental health, but we have all felt some effect from it. And one of the things that those of us in the field have been predicting is that there was going to be a very long tail to the mental health effects. So we're not surprised to see that we're still coping with this. What I am grateful to see is an increased amount of conversation in our society and culture overall, and your show is an example right now, so thank you for that. We're very grateful for all being done to raise awareness.
0: There are so many factors that kind of connect with somebody's mental health, and I think a lot of people don't realize the outside Factors and the internal ones, but specifically the outside ones that all play a role in how you feel about yourself and how you feel about things. No?
1: Yes, you're absolutely right. So, our mental health is impacted by all kinds of things. Some of those are ones that we're born with, some of them have to do with our genetics. And then some of them have to do with our surroundings and our relationships and our workplaces and how safe we feel in these various environments or how much pleasure and enjoyment we're able to experience in these environments. So there are definitely lots of things impacting our mental health. As we mentioned at the beginning, the aftermath of the pandemic, there are all the things that ordinarily affect us and there are those internal factors too.
0: Talk to me a little bit about the Mental Health America's screening data before we talk about what you found. What is this project that you guys do and how does it work?
1: At Mental Health America, our mission is to promote mental health and well-being and to work to prevent mental illness and crisis. And so in 2014, we launched a national prevention and screening program. This is a free an anonymous site where people can go and check in on their own mental health. And then after you take a mental health self-test, you're directed to lots of resources to help link you to the help and support you might be looking for after you've checked in on your mental health. So we launched it in 2014. We began to see a huge rise in the use of this platform in 2019. And that has continued all the way through today. So at this point, we're getting about 20,000 visitors each day to the platform. And this past year in 2022, which we're just publishing a report about, we had 6.3 million people who came to take a self-test on that site.
0: What was some of the things that you have found?
1: Well, unfortunately, and not surprisingly, some of what we found was confirmation of what we knew, which is that our youth in particular are really, really struggling. So, of those 6.3 million people who came to the site, about three-quarters of them were age 24 or younger. The most frequently taken screens are those for anxiety and depression, though There are many other screens and youth are taking those as well. I highlight them because so many youth are reporting feeling depressed or feeling anxious. And here is just one data point that tells us a little bit about the degree of severity. Of all the youth who took a screen for depression, about half of them are telling us that they are frequently thinking about suicide. That's an enormous number of our youth who are having thoughts of suicide, and one can imagine that there are others out there who didn't come to the screening site for whom this is also an issue. So that's one of the headlines that we would like to focus attention on because we're very concerned about youth and emerging adults
0: and how their mental health is at present. I don't want to say good news, bad news, but there obviously alarming rise in a lot of these statistics. But on the other side, the fact that these conversations are happening, I feel like we've kind of crossed a threshold when it comes to talking about mental health and not being okay. Whereas 20 years ago, it was suck it up, we'll get through it. Now, many, many more people are comfortable, even if it's an anonymous survey or talking to somebody, putting it out into the world on social media. There's a positive in that, and I don't want to dilute the alarming statistics, but am I painting it too rosily with that?
1: I think you're absolutely right. And I love the way you said it at the beginning. It's both the good news and the bad news. The good news is that we're talking about it more. And if we're talking about it more, that means we have more opportunity to help ourselves and help each other which is really what's important in the moment. So I agree with you. I think it's one of the painful but silver linings, especially of the past several years. We saw lots of public figures be willing to speak openly about the experience of their mental health, starting way back at the beginning of the pandemic. I can remember Michelle Obama talking about experiencing mild depression, That's enormously useful to have these public figures, these young athletes who've come out and others who really lead the way in openness so that we continue our march against stigma. We have definitely made progress and stigma keeps people from accessing help. So it's really important that we continue our steady progress against that and we continue to encourage open and honest and authentic dialogue
0: amongst people about our mental health. We need to take a break. We will have more with Schroeder Stribling right after this. This is KYW News Radio In-Depth. And we are back on KYW News Radio In-Depth, continuing our conversation with the president and CEO of Mental Health America, Schroeder Stribling. You talked about how big the numbers are with the younger generation. I am assuming just because having done a lot of these conversations, it does not cut evenly across most people. Do you have that breakdown where you can see there's out? size impact on certain communities?
1: The greatest risk and the greatest distress that we are seeing are among youth who identify as being of color, being biracial, being of more than one race, black and brown youth, and also LGBTQ youth. So no doubt that's where we're seeing the highest level of distress and the highest level of risk. So we're very focused on that. Of all the screeners, who come when you ask them what are those things that are contributing most to your feelings right now to your emotional state right now to your mental health right now what people say are they have worries or concerns about body image self-image and relationships so once again that speaks really again to youth and to those particular youth who are in crisis or are in distress. Those are the things that they're worrying about.
0: Do we have the infrastructure, the mental health health infrastructure in place to handle all the people that, you know, obviously in one form or another are reaching out or looking for help when it comes to like finding a therapist, stuff like that? It seems to me that We are woefully, I don't know if unprepared is the word, but just the numbers aren't there as far as number of people available to help all these people.
1: We do have problems with access. And access is one of the things that is most important and that we advocate for all the time and that we focus on in our policy and advocacy work at Mental Health America. There are lots of reasons for difficulty with access. Some of them have to do with insurance and insurance coverage, whether that be Medicaid or private insurance. So making sure that you have insurance for coverage in the first place, then making sure that that Coverage will actually be able to connect you with the right resource at the right time. And if you're in crisis, then accessing help has also been difficult, especially during these years. And you have probably read, as we've been tracking, I'm sure others in your audience have as well, concerns, especially for youth who were trying to access emergency services and were sometimes in emergency rooms or waiting departments for a long time before they could get help when they were at a crisis level. That is really what we do not want to see. So access and help for crisis and making sure that people have the coverage, but also making sure that our workforce is there and that we're in the right places. So for instance, in schools, a lot of youth who access mental health services can do so and need to do so at school. So we wanna make sure that we're in those places where people are going to be accessing the help that they want. And you're right, at present, we are not where we need to be with that degree of access for folks. So that's what we educate on and talk about in the work that we do. I will say that one important note for your audience is that we had an advancement this past year in access for crisis services with the launch of 988. So about a year ago, a new national crisis response system was launched. It is called 988. It's a lifeline. You can call 988. You can text 988 and you will get a mental health response for a mental health crisis. So this is an advancement in what we have available for crisis, but we at Mental Health America like to remember that crisis is not a win. So we like to encourage folks to remember to think about getting help before you get to the crisis point. So when you feel things are a little bit off or you're not feeling right, it's a great time to go take a self-test at our screening site At MHA screening, the Mental Health America screening program, or a good time to talk to a friend or a trusted other or a therapist if you can get connected about what's going on so that we can try to prevent crisis from happening in the first place.
0: Are there other tools that people can utilize if they are unable to find a therapist in a timely manner? Are there other things that people can do? exercises, things they can kind of walk themselves through to maybe try to help talk themselves into a better place or deal to get themselves in a better place?
1: There's a lot that we can do both for ourselves and for each other. We recommend starting by learning about what those things are. You can learn certainly at our website. There are lots of resources with our Mental Health Month campaign. You can download our toolkit. We also just published a book from Mental Health America it's called where to start and the name says it all it really talks about where to start when thinking about our own mental health and that of our loved ones it is geared more toward a youth audience but it's terrific for anyone so a great time to learn is when you are uh, when you're feeling well to learn about how to promote your own resilience and well-being to help make your environment as mentally healthy as possible and to remember to check in on your loved ones as well and to intervene early if you notice that something feels off.
0: That's it for this episode of KYW News Radio in depth. You can listen to the podcast free anytime on the Odyssey app, and you can find it wherever you listen to your favorite shows. I'm Matt Leon, and we'll have another episode out soon.